Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living large in New York. I'm Michael Nunez. Rabbit Hole Roll Call. Sophie Kreutz. Dave Anderson. William Jeffries. And today we'll be talking about pull request anti-patterns. We love code review. It, it definitely has its place in, in the workplace, but sometimes it can go off the rails. Definitely can go off the rails. I'm sure we all have some experience in how pull requests made our lives a little bit more difficult. And we're going to talk about some of those anti-patterns and then, you know, potential solution to a lot of those anti-patterns. Um, can anyone in their experience give us a particular uh, anti-pattern you've seen in your workplace? I think a big one is everybody being afraid to do code reviews. And so then they just never get done. Like maybe there's like one or two senior people on the team who are super busy and never get around to that. And they're the only ones who the team, for whatever reason, seems to trust with the code review process. I think it depends on the team. What's that happen though, do you think? Like what is the source of this? fear and hesitation yeah i think uh one source of it could be that there is a silo like even though you're doing code review which is like like we say like the best thing to like compared to like asynchronous pair programming for sharing context like people are not like leaning into context they're not aware of um sometimes and get afraid like i don't want to touch that piece this is like this is the stripe integration like that's bobby's job yeah sometimes you get one senior dev who thinks of their job as being the gatekeeper for the code base and they just you know swat prs away that like one person who um blocks every code review when it comes through oh oh yeah yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like that like tends like there there are other things that can pop up like in response to that. Like if people can find a way around that person, like maybe they're they're like there's like, you know, little bobbies on the side of that big bobby and they're like, Okay, well just you know, Bert approve my PR real quick <laughs> before you get the chance before to the look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I do feel like it's kind of self-imposed though, right? Like Sophie asked, like, why does this happen? And I think the lead developers can sometimes put themselves as the alpha dog to say, I am the one who appro- approves a pull request. Give an example, be like, oh, if you need two approvers, the team may like unwritten rule. The team may think, oh, one of those approvers have to be this alpha dog person. And it's like, well, not exactly. As y'all mentioned before, a person can go behind alpha dog over here and be like, yo, yo, I need two people. Yo, just hit the, don't even look at it, bro. Just hit the like, <laughs> just hit the, 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 the approve button so I could get the same right. and, and merch because I'm, I'm running late, right? Like that kind of stuff, right. which is kind of toxic because then you're just going around your teammates too, which is not ideal. Did everybody, everybody, has anybody been in a code review posse where like you have like a group of people that you know are going to give you the plus one? <laughs> the code review you, pass. You have a blood, a blood oath. Like yes, you're. It's well. It's a, It's really a bond thicker than blood. It's, I mean, it's I, I would say yes. Um, and I hated it with like the the bond of the code review posse. 
is like leveraged on like a ridiculous pull request that has like 2000 line changes. And I'm like, yo, bro, I know we are posse, but like, this is kind of foul, bro. I am going to look at this. Like, and I have to sit down and take an entire day. So don't, don't flex on the posse like that. I mean, that's a problem too. It is a problem. <laughs> What's like a, a more healthy way to deal with like this, this gauntlet of approvers. Like if, if you're in this situation, like where you have multiple, reviewers that are required and you get the big bobby who is in charge and has a lot of like limited time and doesn't want to to give you the time of day or like always has changes and drags things out um i mean i think there's a a few things in mind but my programming like code review comes to mind when it comes to the gauntlet because Everyone is in on and can agree or disagree on changes together when there is a PR up on something. And it could just be like, hey, this is if this is one person's opinion and they're sharing it, like it becomes a discussion. And so like, okay, well, why do you have why do you believe that this is a change that we need this, to do? Uh, why do you believe Is this mob programming or mob like code review? This is a mob code review. I I let me rephrase that. It is a mob code review. More than mob programming, which is like you're doing that hundred percent of the time, not just on code reviews. But I think on, another thing, like there are systems I've been at a place where we had an individual who was a gauntlet for like code style related changes, which I always thought was really nitpicky for individuals. And another thing is like there are systems in place to make sure you have the proper linter and uh, be able to clean up the code so that everyone agrees in the uniformity of the code base is another thing. Although sometimes those nitpicky comments I think can be helpful. Like if I start a new project and I'm not that familiar with the, you know, the conventions that the team has agreed on, the ones that aren't enforced by the linter, like as long as it's not blocking, like it's annoying when somebody is like, "Oh, you need to switch the way that you indent your code," and then they block the PR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's yeah. unless it's Python and indentation. Okay, well then that's it's right. not true. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the side thing. Yeah, I feel like I've 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 been in a situation too, and like uh, I used to really despise code formatters like prettier and black like it'd be like mm. oh why did it do this to my code like uh, i had this beautiful like structure of braces and and now uh, you're commas totally and parentheses reliance, I, suppose. I know i am yeah i'm totally reliant on prettier i love prettier if i'm in a yeah, situation but, where there's like you don't have prettier i'm like i can't <laughs> right right yeah but like uh I, I do remember those PRs where like someone would be like, no, like we don't we don't break the line like that when the art number of arguments is too long, we break it like this and not the other thing. And it's like, why? Like why does it matter? <laughs> and right. then like maybe like they're like, Oh, but we do it like this and this time and like this and the other time, and it's like, okay, like just let's not care about that. Let's use a, a format and not talk about that. Let's talk about like something meaningful or like import orders or something like that. Uh, something that feels like kind of like sometimes inconsistent also. Like maybe one person is like, oh, well, we should have React first and then our things and then the other things. And, and But then someone's like, well, this kind of goes up here. Like this is how I like it. So then it's like, okay and then someone's like why are you putting the lines in there or oh, you should put the line empty lines in there and it's like 
Oh no, my brain's gonna melt. That sounds maddening. Uh, and I think that kind of goes to the another PR anti-pattern, which is uh, something to avoid when you're reviewing a PR, whether it's alone. Uh, that sounds sad. Well, whether it's alone or whether you're doing a mob code review is the 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 marathon where you have to like sit down and strike through every single line of code to ensure that the code is pristine especially if you do this in a mob session that can take a long time and you're just holding people up hostage on the pull request that's currently <laughs> there it's probably not ideal for the team to 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 do yeah i feel like this can take a couple of different forms where maybe maybe the problem is that you're PR is too big. Like it just it got too big. You got like a two thousand line PR, and so therefore it's going to take somebody like three hours to finish it. It's like a a, a Peter Jackson movie. <laughs> um, oh, hey no! no. <laughs> Don't catch shade on Peter Jackson. <laughs> no, but, but you, I'm curious. You know, if you're in an agile system, like how that could occur and if perhaps maybe like the idea of having incremental PRs could help with that situation. Yeah. Like you might think about like different slices for your stories or incremental PRs or a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you have like a toxic alpha dog type, then also, I don't know, maybe talk to them like conversation. There's communication mm -hmm. skills that come into play here. You can, you can like <laughs> implement the process around them and mobbing is a way to do that. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. 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 I do. I do like mobbing as like kind of a way for, for it's like a group intervention for, for that behavior. Yeah. But I, I definitely have been in situations where the person who has assumed that power is like, no, I cannot talk to you. You're poisoning the well. Like by, by me building a relationship <laughs> with you and liking you more as a person, it's going to make me less strict on your code. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll definitely have seen that. Or it's just like a the power dynamic of owning the code base for what you believe what that person believes is the right thing. And it's like, well, okay, why do you want to write the brackets or the your your code style in this way is oh, because I like it. And it's like, well, no, that really come on, let's let's not do that because we like things. Like we should have a discussion as to whether everyone agrees on a particular coast style or not. But um, I can see how the person will not want to, you know, change their behaviors because they that's how they code. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess just to play devil's advocate here, like there's there's an aspect to which like having a personal code style like that's part of the joy of programming. And so, you know, I just wonder if there's ways that like you can allow people to have like an aspect of that still when they're programming, but also like with some things like agree on codes, code practices that are universal, like throughout the team. Like, is there room for that? And how do we make room for it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what a thing that I would I would look at thing and be like, oh, that's so Sophie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the way I write if else's is unique, at least according to someone that I showed that to, who was a Swift developer. But I don't know. Okay. We probably all have things that we we don't even realize are our habits when it comes to programming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't want it to be disruptive to the team, right? Like, I'm willing to 
kind of make those changes to my art style. I think we've had a podcast episode on like on the on formatters and how that changes the way we describe our code onto the screen. But like whatever keeps it uniform. Like if it's ultimately not the way that I write a fat arrow function for whatever reason, then so be it. That's okay. Uh, I just don't want to be the main uh, like cause people to look at functions differently because I want to implement something versus everyone else on the team. I want to be a team player. Oh, of course. Um, of course. Absolutely. One of the things that I think we were talking about the posse, the PR posse, is the idea of like people who rubber, who are often rubber stampers to PRs, which I I remember at some point in time in my career where it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, I could give it to Bobby. Bobby would just say yes to it. But it's like, is he or she really looking at the code, making sure that I'm not introducing a bug? Like, I'm looking for a second eye to help me here. I'm not looking for a second pair of eyes to, like, push this code forward, right? Like, I feel like that always used to trip me up from time yeah. to time. I feel like, like, my my impetus is normally, like, Oh, like I need this to be like uh, more lean. I need this to like keep shipping the code. Uh, so some sometimes like I, I I find myself like holding back on like comments or things when it's like wait like how maybe I should be like a little more critical. Maybe I should like focus up. I mean, where's the line? I guess that's kind of the question. It's like how how nitpicky should we be? Yeah, I think. Like sometimes with those things, I, I I try to make things synchronous and like approve it, but then like kind of talk through like some alternatives that could be there just to like prime them going forward, or like maybe if they if they're you know if it really stirs them, like if they get inspired, maybe they'll like dig into it. I like to leave comments along with an approval so that, you know, I, I mean, part of the benefit of the code review is that you get an outsider's perspective. Like the things that I will actually block on are things where it's like, this seems like this is going to introduce a bug. Or, this seems like right. this is actually <laughs> yeah. broken or I don't know. This is like really, really unmaintainable and other people are going to have a hard time modifying. I think for me as well, it can also like code that could introduce like confusion if you're like duplicating code or that code is duplicated elsewhere. I would call it out to make sure that we're referencing, you know, the same function. Typos, you gotta you gotta call that out for sure and hope that like you don't wanna put a block a P you don't want to block a PR for a typo, but like you need to make sure that that typo gets fixed before it gets introduced in, into the code base. I mean, it may not introduce a bug, but you know, the variable name is completely different. If you were to search for that, then you won't see it because there's a typo. But I think what William mentioned with, you know, if it's going to introduce a bug in some way, shape or form, but on, on top of that, if it's going to cause confusion, if there are some anti, some code smells that we could reduce, then I think that would be I would leave that up for a comment, but I don't know. Yeah, about the thing the with the blocks is you have to remove your block later. So yeah. and this is also putting a burden on you as the code reviewer to be quick in responding to whatever changes the original uh, opener of the PR makes. Yeah, it sounds like you don't want to get too in the weeds with your code reviews so that if there's something that 
you know, is not critical to shipping the software, maybe don't want to hold the PR up for that reason. But yeah, I like William, I love your idea of practice of um, like leaving an approval, but also leaving comments. That's effective. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think one one thing to, to note, I guess, in some of the PR anti-patterns, I guess with the team, definitely discuss what is the purpose of the PR, right? Like if everyone comes into an agreement that like, hey, the PR is so that you get an outside perspective, we will leave comments. There are some, there's a line that we're going to draw that we will block PRs on. And it's when you, for example, do X, Y, or Z, then everyone's aware of that. And then everyone can make an address and do the best that they can for those code reviews. But I'm sure that there's a lot of other code review stories and pull request stories that we have that we didn't even surface on, which I think would be uh, really interesting to talk at another time. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.